Are we on? Are we hey, we're back on. Hallelujah. Hall- I got to apologize to all you lovely, wonderful folks watching online. One of the kids hit the switch, turned everything off. But we have had a blast here in church this morning, I can tell you. But we're glad that you're back and we're back. And where am I? I wasn't the flu, but I'm not there anymore. Right. Let me just read. Let me just read the word of God, shall we? Zechariah chapter 10, verse 1 to 10. Here we go. It says, Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain, or the spring. For he makes the storm clouds. And he will send showers of rain so every field becomes a lush pasture. Household gods give worthless advice. Fortune tellers predict only lies. And interpreters of dreams pronounce falsehoods that give no comfort. So my people are wandering like lost sheep. They're attacked because they've no shepherd. My anger burns against your shepherds and I will punish these leaders. For the Lord of heaven's armies has arrived to look after Judah, his flock. He will make them strong and glorious like a proud war horse in battle. From Judah will come the cornerstone, the tent peg, the bow for battle and all the rulers. They will be like mighty warriors in battle, trampling their enemies in the mud under their feet. Since the Lord is with them as they fight, they will overthrow even the enemy's horsemen. I will strengthen Judah and save Israel. I will restore them because of my compassion. It will be as though I never rejected them, for I am the Lord their God who will hear their cries. The people of Israel will become like mighty warriors and their hearts will be made happy as if by wine. Their children too will see it and be glad. Their hearts will rejoice in the Lord. When I whistle to them, they will come running for I have redeemed them. From the few who are left, they will grow as numerous as they were before. Though I have scattered them like seeds among the nations, they will still remember me in distant lands. They and their children will survive and return again to Israel. I will bring them back from Egypt and gather them from Assyria. I will resettle them in Gilead and Lebanon until there is no more room for them all. I mean, guys, what an amazing portion of scripture. Have you ever noticed, or is it just me, but have you ever noticed that sometimes God says stuff that don't make any sense? Like that phrase. Let me repeat it. Does God sometimes say stuff that doesn't make any sense to you? Absolutely. Like that verse. He says in verse 1, ask for rain in the times of the latter rain. Now maybe that's supposed to make sense to me, but I'm Irish. So it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. It didn't. Whatsoever. Why would you need to ask for rain when it's already raining? That's like going outside in the middle of the pouring rain and standing there in the middle of the pouring rain, looking up to heaven and saying, God, it's too dry. Send some rain. That's what that's like. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. But what God is actually saying there is spiritual. He's saying there are seasons for everything. There's a time for visitation. There's a time for refreshing. There's times when God manifests his presence and his power and his glory to his people. There's times for that. 
But the only person who's ever going to receive from that or benefit from that, the only one who is ever going to be blessed by the rain and blessed by the presence of God and the, and the manifestation of his glory are those who actually ask for the rain. Are those who actually ask for it. See, in a spiritual sense, you don't get wet just because it's raining. You've got to ask for the rain. You've got to put a demand on God. We have to, we have to let God know that, hey, God, we need the rain. We want the rain. We're not going to be satisfied until we get the rain. But we've got to position ourselves in order to receive. You see, guys, it doesn't matter what God is doing in our lives. It doesn't matter what God is doing in and through you or me. If we are not in a position to receive, we are going to miss it. And our positioning has got a lot to do with our attitude. Everybody say attitude. Because in a spiritual sense, our attitude determines our position. Thank you, David, for that. I'll say it again because I was laughing there. Our attitude determines our position. And our... I'm trying to get it across. God is manifesting his, his presence. His power is being manifested. His, his glory is, is filling the atmosphere, even, even right now as we're speaking. But for example, if, if we're sitting here this morning or... Or, or we're watching online and we're saying stuff like, well, I don't really like these songs. If our attitude is like that, well, I don't really like these songs because, you know, these are, these are old songs. These are songs that are more than 40, 50 years old. I don't like these songs if that's our attitude. If we're saying, I can't really worship to that because I don't like them. Or, or, or if our attitude is, well, I don't really like that message this morning, so I'm just not going to listen to it. I'm just going to switch off and think about dinner. If our attitude is, is, I really can't wait till the service is over because, you know, I'm starving. really want to go home and get my lunch. If that's our attitude, then yes, we are physically in the right place. But if our attitude is wrong, then we are spiritually in the wrong place. See, the Bible says, repent, and then times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. Listen, guys, I love all of you guys with all my heart. I actually love in the Lord all of you guys, all you guys listening and watching online. I love you in the Lord Jesus with all of my heart. I do. And I want to be the best pastor that I can possibly be. But God didn't send me here to New Beginnings Community Church just to make friends and to go and pat everybody on the back and say, you're doing great and, and, and I'm doing great. Hey, we're just all doing amazing. We're just all doing great. That's not why I'm here. I'm here by divine appointment for God's plan and destiny for this church to push you. To push you. To, to build you. To equip you. To train you. To empower you. To help you position yourself so that you can receive everything that God wants you to receive. So you can be the best version of yourself. That's why I'm here. That's why I do what I do. And that means that sometimes I'm going to make you uncomfortable. That means sometimes you're not going to like me. 
Maybe no one likes me. Because to grow means to stretch. Growth means change. So if you're not daily growing, if I'm not stretching you and you're not changing, we're not changing. If my preaching never challenges you and, 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 and then convicts you and, 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 and then fires you up, then I'm wasting my breath and I'm wasting your time. But you see, I believe in the power of the gospel. I do. I believe that when we line ourselves up with the word of God, then the blessings come upon us like rain. Say amen, church. See, we're not wanting anything from you guys. We're not wanting anything from you guys. We're just trying to get the blessing to you. That's your heart's desire. When I stand up here and I say to you, guys, if you don't read your word every day, if you don't pray every day, if you don't seek God's face every day, then you're not going to be everything that God wants you to be and you're not going to receive everything that God wants you to receive. When I stand up here and I say that, I'm not telling you those things so you feel like a failure. And I'm certainly not telling you those things in order to condemn you. I'm telling you those things because if I don't tell you the truth, then God is going to hold me personally responsible for not telling you his truth. And I'm not going to have that. Guys, the church of Jesus Christ is, is entering a season of divine prosperity. There, there's this major shift that's taking place in the spiritual realm right across the world. Not just here in Halifax, but everywhere. You know, a major part of the prophetic ministry is knowing where we are in the spirit so that we can position ourselves to receive. It's like a spiritual radar system. Do you see at the start of this pandemic, all over the news and media, you'd hear about there's the coronavirus is coming. And this coronavirus has got the potential of killing hundreds of thousands of people. That was the warning that was being sounded right across the airways. Now, I know the media has blown this thing completely out of proportion. But that warning was there to prepare us for what was coming. In other words, to prepare us to protect ourselves. To wear a mask. To keep two meters apart. To wash our hands. To not go around licking door handles. Common sense. Keep it simple. But in the case of what we're talking about here this morning, the advance notification prepares us for what is coming. So not so that we'll get out of the way, but that so we could stand directly in the path of what is coming. So that nothing will prevent our lives by being drenched in the rain from heaven. That means that we need to get rid of anything and anyone who stands in the way of us and the rain. And that means if you have any resentment in your life, you got to get rid of it because that will stand between you and the rain. I don't care if you haven't spoken to somebody in 40, 50 years. you got to pick up the phone. you got to get rid of it. you got to get rid of self-pity. Who, who loves self-pity? Isn't self-pity amazing for like 30 seconds, isn't it? And then you're stuck with it. You got to get rid of self-pity. The world and nobody in it owes you anything. You got to get rid of unforgiveness. 
You wouldn't believe the amount of believers who, who hold unforgiveness, who harbor unforgiveness toward loved ones and toward friends and families and work. This will hinder you. This will put a barrier between you and the rain. You've got to get rid of it. Phone somebody up. Say, listen, I forgive you. In the name of Lord Jesus. Anger. You've got to get rid of anger, guys. That'll just destroy you if you let it. Anger. There's no room for anger in our hearts and in our lives. Anger should be directed only toward the enemy, not toward each other. It was never intended to be directed toward each other. Jealousy. Who's ever been jealous? <laughs> come on, come on. Who's ever been jealous? Come on. Jealousy's a killer. You got to get it out of your heart, out of your life. Here's one for you lust. Let's move on. Deception. It's massive. We think these things are nothing, just little silly. These things will prevent the rain from soaking you. Pride. I remember sitting talking to a few friends years ago now. I forget how many years ago. And we're talking about pride. Pride in the heart of the Christian. Pride in the church. And I says, I don't have any pride. He says, the fact that you say that shows me you're full of it. And he was right. Here's one for you, stubbornness. Come on, gentlemen, you know what I'm talking about? Those of you who are married. Who's stubborn? Natalie. Natalie. <laughs> well, since you named her, that will hinder you from being everything that God wants you to be. I'm telling you, stubbornness is awful. And we brush it under the carpet. We turn it into a joke. Then when you're talking with your mates, oh, she's so stubborn. He's so... That will, it's terrible. It'll cripple you. Here's one for you. Rebellion. Rebellion called... The Bible calls rebellion witchcraft. That's how serious it is. Here's another one. Gossiping. Guys, we are gossipers. We love it. We love it. It'll prevent us receiving the things that God wants us to receive. No matter how much we transverse it on the carpet. See, I'm standing here this morning, not just as your pastor, but as a prophetic voice. I'm telling you, the rain's coming. It is. See, what we've witnessed in the, in the natural taking place all around us, all of this is a sign of what's happening in the spiritual. But the spiritual thing that's coming, it's just a season. And if we don't grab this spiritual season with both hands, we are going to miss it. We're going to miss it. Like I said last week, we've got to become more spiritually aggressive than we have ever been before in our lives. We have got to be more committed to reading his word. Let's, let's stop making excuses for ourselves. There are no excuses. We have got to read. Oh, I don't like reading. or I don't. Nonsense. We have got to be more committed to reading his word than we have ever been before. We have got to be more committed to applying his word. You see, if reading his word is difficult, then applying his word is going to be almost impossible. And unless we apply the word of God to our lives, we are never going to, never going to grow. We're never going to be what God wants us to be. We have got to be more committed to applying his word to our lives. We have got to pray more aggressively. We have got to take authority in our prayers and pray more aggressively. We've got to worship 
Worship more aggressively. That's, that should be like, wow. Everybody should be shouting, amen, pastor. We need to worship more aggressively. Like I said at the start of the meeting, we can worship gentle and small and quiet at home any day of the week. But we only get to do this once. One day a week we get to worship corporately. We need to be going mental. Turn plugs off. We've got to give more aggressively. Do you know the world and the leaders of this world have no clue what's going on? They're oblivious. Completely oblivious. And the government, they're calling in their advisors. They ask, what's going on? What's going on? And the advisors have no clue either. Everyone's just standing around with their fingers up their nose. Oblivious to what's happening. It's the God of heaven. And he's answering the prayers of his people and giving us one more chance to bring in the harvest before the night falls. Jesus says we've got to work while it's day because the night is coming when no man can work. You following me so far this morning? You're listening really well. Praise the Lord. See, in our, in our text this morning, God does two things. The first thing he does is he reinforces the love and the commitment he has for his people. He says he'll bless his people. He says he'll restore his people. He says that joy will be restored to them. He says they'll become like mighty warriors who tread down their enemies in the streets. He says the joy will be so great and so impacting that their children will be glad and rejoice in the Lord. He says that he'll make his people a royal horse that will ride out in battle. He says that if they've suffered loss, then increase shall return. See, this all comes under the category of rain. The refreshing, the, 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 the blessing, the, the prosperity. And the second thing that God does is he rebukes the false prophets. And the false shepherds that lied to and deceived his people. He says his anger is kindled against them and that he'll punish them. So I'm going to stand here this morning and prophesy that in this great season of rain, of God's blessing and God's divine prosperity, at the same time there's going to be some judgment coming on these false prophets, on these false shepherds that preach prosperity for money and tell people the things that they think the people want to hear. There's one thing that God says here that he was going to deal with and that was the goats. Now, the goats are the rebellious. Goats are the ones who refuse to be led, the ones who ignore instructions, the ones who oppose the truth. Let me say something about the truth. When you oppose the truth, or you resist the truth, you're not opposing or resisting a message or a concept. You see, truth is a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice, and the stranger they will not follow. So the rain is bringing blessing, and it's also bringing judgment. See, what we see in the, in the natural, it's just a, it's just a mirroring of, what, of, 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 of what's taking place in the body of Christ. See, the Holy Spirit is drawing a line. He's separating the good from the evil, the truth from the false. He's separating the holy from the profane. 
And those who, who, who stand, who, who hold a, a standard of truth and, and a standard of righteousness and holiness are going to be showered with un, unspeakable blessings and, 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 and prosperity and abundance from our Heavenly Father. But those who forsake the truth, they're going to experience judgment. And I'm standing here today, guys, as a prophetic voice to declare a new season of visitation of the Holy Ghost to the church. The atmosphere's shifted. The, the, the heavens are, are pregnant with rain this morning. We've we got to believe this, but you've got to ask for it. This might be the last outpouring you will ever experience, or should I say, ever take part in. Because every generation has been given the opportunity to take hold and experience genuine revival. But we've got to ask for it. Are we going to ask for the rain? Are we going to ask for the rain? Are we going to let it bypass us? Are we going to ask for the church? Come on, are we going to ask for the rain? Come on, are we going to ask for the rain? Answer me, are we going to ask for the rain? Then let's stand to your feet. Let's stand to your feet. Let's ask for the rain. Let's sing this song. Lift our hands. Ask for the abundance of, of our Heavenly Father to flow out upon our lives and upon this place and upon our children and our children's children and on our work colleagues and our friends. Listen, the rain can fall upon all of us. Let's worship him this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now the heartbeat of heaven.